Hello, this is your host, Kaylee Davis, and welcome to another episode of Learn, Do, Inspire, where I hope to instill some type of optimism, some type of advice, some old day-to-day wisdom, and different outlooks and perspectives on how better we can be that much better of not only an individual but a spiritual being in our community and and to those surrounding us so that we can still embody you know the strength courage and grit that it takes to get through all of the challenges that we see surrounding us so please thank you for being there and listening to my podcast let me chastise my cat real quick (laughs) welcome to another episode of learn to inspire it is your host kaylee davis slash kaylees and i come to you with an episode of Women in Independence. And to my listeners, I'm so, so, so sorry that it's taken me so long to do this episode. But honestly, I think that a lot mentally and spiritually had to be straight for me to be able to accurately um, convey this message to you guys in a manner that has all the lines or you know, all the pieces in line and um, can more accurately just tell you guys my outlook on this situation. So going in, it is no exaggeration when I say that female oppression is just crazy and truly uncalled for. Apart from the fact that women are legitimate human beings, just as men are, should shine a light on why many of these cruel injustices are so far-fetched from how equal standing could be if we lived in a world where there was more conscious awareness. Women are an embodiment of creation. Earth, to me personally, is a woman personified. You know, to be able to hold life and create more has always pulled me in, you know, to the little things, you know, that we do on a daily, such as loving, you know, the act of gardening, I guess, or respecting mothers, listening to advice, respecting the earth, honestly, just to the best of my ability and functioning in it a little differently than what we're grown up to believe and do. To describe the many complexities of the female gender would honestly take me far too long to unravel. However, as to try, I will be breaking up the Women in Independence segment into three sections because there's a lot to be said on how women see themselves most often as a direct consequence to their environment and other imposing forces that could be seen in their community and on a global scale, right? Regarding the word woman, I want to also stress that we are encompassing a vast majority of titles and roles such as great-great-grandmothers, mothers, sisters, aunts, cousins, and that's important to comprehend because for all intents and purposes, there's experience in living. There's a story to be told of how we are raised with an early level of maturity, responsibility, and open perceptions of issues we have to take on. Most often are leading back to the experiences where we couldn't be vulnerable or trust too easily, thus evolving women with a hardened 
armor, excuse me. And um, I always tell people that every time we're faced with a hardship, it's worth asking if we will subject ourselves to falling victim to the emotional turmoil or rise out of it by overcoming that obstacle. There's growth in overcoming a dire situation, right? So to become a good parent is through having worked out your own personal trials faced in life, to having spiritually ascended to a place of kindness and love, so that there is continued nurturing, aid, help, and understanding to get through life. And without knowing who you are, you can't simply help aid someone into becoming a person of their own. So when faced with so many challenges, you know, stereotypes, ill intentions, manipulations that we go through in this country and and on a global scale, on a daily, in this life, it poses a great deal of respect that our matriarchal ancestors did hold down the, the fort for so many of us in this day and age. And that so many of our mothers out here are seeing what it means to instill good teachings and good mindsets and carrying on and passing along good wisdom, you know, that's good for the soul. So there was just like a lot that I kind of went into. But for this, I am going to, you know, tell you guys that there are so many layers so 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 many layers to women in independence and I hope that I was able to you know give a good introduction but let's go into this a little deeper right talk about self I wanted to more so challenge a lot of the imposed societal constructs that weigh heavy down our necks but that we still overcome and kind of bypass on a day-to-day I know personally for me It took a while in order for me to develop my own foundation, you know, really rock solid foundation and belief and motivational path and, you know, just image of self that I needed to take the first step towards becoming the person that I would love to be. And one of the things that I have a problem with is not being able to congratulate my step, myself for the steps that I've taken. You know, I would rather be presented the award and congratulate myself then rather than um, support myself during the like the tiny milestones and um it's i'm trying very hard to do it but that's what the backbone of women in independence is is being able to congratulate and see yourself for every little thing you do 
and know that you're doing an amazing job because you're pushing through whatever circumstance you're going through, whatever struggle, whatever burden, you know, whatever obstacle or blockage that is in your way that you are somehow defeating at every toss and turn. And so it can be very, very hard because the topic of women and independence doesn't just, it's, it's not just pertaining women. It, it bleeds into this other gender and their their admiration for the concept of what a female should be and what that principle is. And it, it definitely just sets into reality a day-to-day, this made and preconceived notion of what that person should be. Edgar Tully wrote a book called A New Earth. And I love this book for many reasons. It was gifted to me by a friend. But he dropped some real facts, like some really good philosophy, just all in one nice little book. And he says in one of his pages, the suppression of the feminine principle, especially over the past 2,000 years, has enabled the ego to gain absolute supremacy in the collective human psyche. Women are less mind-identified than men more in touch with the inner body and the intelligence of the organism where the intuitive faculties originate. The female form is less rigidly encapsulated than the male, has greater openness and sensitivity toward other life forms, and is more attuned to the natural world. In another book, um, Egypt, Child of Africa, he, the author definitely states that Man's individuality is paramount, and there is no transpersonal awareness. Life and consciousness are identical with physical processes. And I say men, and I know that like not all men are the same, but I do mean men who most closely align themselves with the Western mind society that we normally see on a day-to-day that scholars try to dichotomize into reality and insert, you know, this superiority and this this sense of self by discrediting true sources in their knowledge. And when we go all the way back, you know, like I was mentioned earlier to the origin, we'll notice that in Africa and ancient Egypt, there were definitely comedic people and principles of society that encaptured that of the very concept of power, of black women's power. And not only this strength, but this foundation, this belief. And that was the word ma'at, a comedic word that has been translated roughly and inadequately as truth, Justice, righteousness, order, balance, reciprocity. Ma'at, spelled M-A apostrophe A-T, was the literal fundamental guiding idea. This was the value and divine purpose of the comedic society. 
there's definitely violence imposed on women, especially African-American women. You know, we do live a life sometimes where it seems as if we're existing only to benefit others. You know, we do have situations where grandmothers are acting often as both parents because mothers are either being separated from their children, you know, fathers are incarcerated, and um, we we have seen that black women through culture have definitely been assigned the roller mission of promoting the consciousness and practice of resistance by taking on these responsibilities that are never ending. And it, it is burdening. It's really one of these things where we don't have the natural privilege. And all of that came from Angela Davis's book. And, you know, she's speaking facts. But you know who else is speaking facts? Amanda Sills from Small Doses, where I love, you know, the way she's able to write and capture it all. But she says... We are a resource, not an equal. And I definitely felt that in relation to the planet Earth. You know, similar to a lot of the hardships that black women embody, I feel as though it poses a cur- like a literal parallel to a lot of the misfortunes and conflicts that the Earth is is going through as well. Amanda Seals says, as for black women, we become strong out of necessity, not by choice. Our resolve and resilience has been toughened, not because of a desire to ascend, but because of a demand to do so in spite of the constraints surrounding us. We have never been widely regarded, protected, or preserved. We have consistently been admonished, abused, and appropriated, and we have had to design our own shields from our own foundations and be each other's fortitude. So yes, our strength is noble and honorable and commendable. However, it is far too often recognized but not received. This doesn't apply to everyone, but it also applies to everybody. Okay? A lot of women are taken advantage of and aren't appreciated enough for a lot of the roles that they play in making sure that the leaders of tomorrow are being born and brought up in communities that don't necessarily give them the resources that are much needed. Going back to what I was saying before, the matriarch definitely embodies the stable household you know i hope that everybody has a strong black woman in their in their corner that is able to uplift them and carry them through the many journeys of you know what is systematically just this this society you know we don't necessarily get a lot of justice in our culture in our community And that leads a lot of people to lose sight of faith and hope that it will work out for us in the end. But it definitely takes being optimistic. It takes having the same outlooks and perspectives. And it takes being, like I said before, strong-willed and making sure that 
there will be good change. It just takes being able to put forth hard work and grit to get there. When we look at home, I would hope that those teachings are imparted on children because that is what grows a very stable household of your belief and your faith and your religion. And and it then kind of teaches you to be a little self-aware and your person and your actions and how you see things. Your morals, how you treat other people. And, you know, how you carry on responsibility and discipline. However, I just want us to be able to remember and to be able to instill in other people that there is no problem with wanting for an alternative in this society that can positively influence and change other people's lives for the better. We shouldn't have to settle for the conveniences of other people's human errors because they are willingly turning a blind eye to a lot of the struggles and hardships that this community of people are facing. The same perpetrator that is the black community is also the same perpetrator of the earth. But we also see that in the Western culture, this fear of women and feminine power has resulted in the need to delineate themselves from the feminine characteristics identified as that pertaining to women. Who are the people at home that hold positions in power at work? Because that person really defines or really weighs the balance of what is just and what is unjust. When it comes down to self, when it, when it comes down to us, just as singular human beings, it's up for you to look at your actions and understand whether or not you are making a good impression or setting a good example for the person next to you. Our matriarchal mothers and grandmothers and aunts and cousins, I just want to thank all of you for your continued hard work to make me the woman I am today because it really is through the teachings of a lot of these books, the wisdom that I'm just really soaking in that I wish I would have read a bit younger, but I'm happy to be doing now because it's giving me the confidence I need to push forward through my own obstacle and my own journey, you know, my, my own challenge. And I really am very grateful for all of you lifting me up and carrying me through the hardships because, you know, lending me your strength being positive 
giving me your own testimonies of similar situations and how it's working out for you because that has definitely been influential in me continuing to believe that it's all gonna work out and I know it will like God already gave me that vision gave me that dream but it really is the here and now that paves a way for who I'll be in the end. And it, I wouldn't be having this calm, you know, demeanor and this really nice outlook on it if it wasn't for the women around me. And so for this Women in Independence episode, I just really wanted to give a shout out to all my women who are independent. And um, thank y'all for being the people we could learn from in order to do better and inspire others and as well which is why i named my podcast learn to inspire you know it really is just seeing other people's outlooks being able to look at your your surrounding your environment and imparting whatever you can do whatever whatever is in your power and hopefully it being such a positive impact that it prevents the next person from having to go through the same thing and I see that definitely most 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 mostly from our matrilineals so thank you our matriarchs (laughs)